Let's hear God's word. Verse 11 says this. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is God's word. Looking again at verse 12 this week, the night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then, so then. If you know the times, you understand the times, you understand how far along we are in the night, and you know that the day is just about to break, so then, therefore, therefore you must do something. It must change you if you understand the times. It must change you if you know what's going on in the world and you know what's about to happen. It must change you. You cannot remain the same person if you have a a revelation from God about what is and what is to come. It will not leave you unshaken. It will not leave you unmoved. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of of light. So then, let us. Let us. Not just let someone else, or just, it'll happen, it'll just go on, but no, let us. It's a, it's a, it's a calling you out to do. It's a calling you to action. Let us do something. Because the night is far gone, because the day is at hand, let us do something. Are you ready to listen and respond? Let us, two things, cast off and put on. Cast off, throw away, rid ourselves of. The the word and the term in Greek, cast off, is is not just a a, um, continual casting off that that may be partial or only uh, a little bit. No, no, it is a complete casting off. Cast off The works of darkness. Cast them off. Get rid of them. Cut them out of your life. If you read the New Testament, you read so much language that talks like this. That talks about cutting off, cutting out, killing the old man, killing sin, no longer walking that way, putting off the old man. This language is so saturated in the New Testament of of a separation, of a death, of a ridding yourself of one thing. To put on another. Cast off the works of darkness. What's interesting about this very verse is on its own, it is sufficient to encourage us, point us, equip us, call us to do something. Cast off works of darkness. Now there, in this very verse, it doesn't necessarily specify which works of darkness. In the following verses, it gives some examples. But you know that's not a limited list. And, and even it, I love this list because, you know, often we think of the worst of the worst, right? Orgies and drunkenness and sexual morality and sensuality. But then it also has some things that you are probably guilty of. Quarreling and jealousy. 
So you're not discounted from something you need to cast off. Something that this text calls a work of darkness. So what then are works of darkness? They are the works that children of the darkness do. The people of a dark kingdom do. They are the works that are done in secret. They are the works that are done not in the light. They are not going to bring light and exposure to the goodness and the glory of God. Instead, they are dark. And they bring darkness. The works of darkness you want to be far from. Here's what Ephesians 5 says, verses 8 through 17. It's really interesting the way it speaks of darkness. It says, For at one time you were darkness. Ephesians 5, 8, if you want to follow along. At one time, you were darkness. But now, it says, you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is found in what is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. This is a really telling passage about what Paul means when he says the works of darkness. It is something that has so infected a person. You were darkness. It wasn't just something you did. It wasn't just something outside of you. It wasn't just something you could blame somebody else or some circumstance for. No, darkness is inside you. Darkness is your worst enemy. It's you in your own blackened heart. You were darkness. You were by nature children of wrath, he says in Ephesians. By nature? The very core of you? Yes, it was darkness. It was darkness. And in darkness there is found no light. So he says, at one time, you, from head to toe, your DNA was marked out by being dark. You were at one time, he's talking past tense to the Ephesians. We pray he's talking past tense to us too. You were at one time darkness. And so then he also says in verse 11 of that very passage, he says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. They are works, things that can be done out of that nature, out of that being of darkness, darkness comes. You do what you are. Whatever you are, whatever your nature is, whatever your nature desires and loves and and longs for, you do. So those who are darkness are going to seek after dark things and they're going to live in the darkness. They're not going to want the light because it says uh, in Jesus, Jesus said in the gospel, he said, they love the darkness because their deeds are evil. Like they don't want to be exposed. When they get near the light, they're exposed. And so in this very verse, he says, take no part in these works of darkness, but expose them. Expose them. Bring them to the light. Let the light shine on them. You know what darkness is? is the absence of light. Darkness isn't a real thing. You can't just have dark. Darkness is the absence of light. And so when we are darkness, it is the absence of light. In the fall, in the garden... The absence of light came into the human heart. Adam and Eve sinned against the God who made them. They spat in his face and said, we'll take charge. Then the absence of light was felt. 
the absence of light was seen. And then from there on in, it was the part of the nature of all of their children, including you and me, that there is this darkness, this absence of light. And then, so then we are just workers of lawlessness because all we see and all we know is the darkness. That's what we want. Until our nature is changed, until the light comes, the light comes and exposes the works of darkness. He says there in Ephesians chapter 5 that they are unfruitful. They're unfruitful. The reality is, works of darkness do produce fruit, but bad fruit. Jesus says that often in his Gospels. Speaking of the fruit, you'll know a tree by its fruit, either it produces bad fruit or produces good fruit. Here it says there, it's unfruitful, it's not good fruit. The fruit is good for nothing when it comes out of darkness. And it's the work of darkness. It's, it's intentional. It's not just something that was accidental or you're not to blame for. It's a work of darkness. It is a, a walking in that way and, and obeying the darkness within and obeying the, the dark world and the evil outside. It's obeying it and working in it. It's doing the very thing that God hates. It's a work and it's a wage. And you know that the wages of sin is death. It's a wage because you've worked for it. You've done it. You have earned it. You've earned every ounce of eternal death, separation, and torment from God. You've earned it. We've earned it. Every single one of us. Because of our unfruitful works of darkness. Paul carrying on says, It is shameful to even speak of the things they do in secret. Again, he's drawing a line between them, those who once walked in that way. I'm not like that anymore. I'm not darkness. Yes, there are still remnants of darkness in me, and I hate those very things. But I'm not darkness. I have a new nature. I'm a child of the light. I'm, I'm a new creation. I'm not darkness anymore. Instead, the gospel has come and exposed the works of darkness in me so that I might see them for the wicked that they are. I might see them for the sin against God that they are. The light has come and exposed them. And so, he tells us, that we are to expose them in ourselves. The unfruitful works of darkness which want to flow through, which want to come out and seep through our clothing, says, expose them. Let them be seen. Let them be known. Expose them. Confess them. Confess them not just to God. Confess them to others so that you may be exposed. Because when you are exposed, you are humble. And when you are humble, you can finally come to the cross. Expose the works of darkness. He carries on in that passage in Ephesians. He says, when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. And anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper. And arise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is that you would repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. He says, awake, O sleeper. Arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It's a powerful call to be exposed by the light. You sleep in the dark. 
That's what the dark's for, is, is sleepiness. And it's not necessarily that you are asleep and not doing anything, but you are asleep to the, to the mercy of God. You are asleep to the grace of God. You are asleep to the glory of God. You don't want anything to do with it. You are not listening to it. You are not involved with it. You're asleep to it. That's what happens in darkness. And so he says, awake, O sleeper. Don't sleep any longer. Because, he says, I love it. These two passages are so parallel. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Like, you know the time. Understanding the time is going to change the way you live. It's going to. It's going to have you to put off those works of darkness. Have no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Instead, expose them. Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 to 10 says, But now you must put away all these things away. It says, you must put them all away. And here he includes some things as to what are some of the works of darkness. Colossians 3, verses 8 to 10 says, Some of these works of darkness include anger, put it away. And wrath, put it away. And malice and slander. Don't talk about people to make them look bad. Put it away. It's a work of darkness. Obscene talk from your mouth, put it away. Don't lie to one another because, or seeing that, you have put off the old self with its practices. Its practices are the works of darkness. And you have put them off. Because as he talks here in Romans chapter 13, when he says, let us cast off the works of darkness, remember, the term there is a once for all. Cast it off. And so when he speaks so emphatically in Colossians, he says, you have put off the old self with its practices. At the same time, he's telling them, put away anger and put away wrath and put away lying. Because you've put off the old man, he just has no more control over you. So therefore, live like it. Live like it. Are you a child of light? Live like it. You've put off the old self with its practices. And then he says, You've put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. It's about image bearing. We were created, Adam and Eve were created to be image bearers of God. Not just in in kind of what makes us up, that we have a moral compass and, and those sorts of things. But no, we were supposed to reflect God. We were supposed to bear his image so that when the rest of creation looked at us, they said, that's what God is like. We're made in his likeness. And sin and the darkness in us lies about God. We are awful image bearers. When people look at us, they have no clue what God is like because we are cutthroat. We are slanderers. We are liars. We are cheats. We are selfish. And those are not things that God is. And so then, here in Colossians, he says, you put off your old self with his practices, putting on the new self, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. God created us to reflect Him, to bring Him the honor and the glory that He is due. But that's not going to happen when there's works of darkness. Those things are dark and they don't bring light. They don't bring glory. They don't bring honor. They are works of darkness. That's why He says in Colossians, you must put them all away. That's why He says in Ephesians, you must expose them. That's why He says here in Romans, you must cast them off. Cut them off. As Jesus said in the language so, so um, profound and so um, certain was if your eye causes you to sin, 
Cut it off. Cast it away. If something is a work of darkness in you and things are causing you to bring uh, or defame God's name, then cut it out of your life. Cast off the works of darkness. And here he's saying to do that because the day is at hand. The day of the Lord is coming. He's, he's almost here. Like You get to meet your groom tomorrow. Cast off the works that show that you don't love Him. Get rid of them. Use today. You have today. Use it to cast those things off and say, I will not bring that in. Because I, I love Him. And He's renewing me and making me new. Cast off those works of darkness. Put on, he says, the armor of light. Charles Spurgeon said, sins and follies are to be cast off when we put on the garments of light. He says, I have known a man profess to be converted, but he has merely put religion over his old character. How many people do that, right? Just... Me and my life plus Jesus. Whatever I once was, I'm just going to add Jesus to that mix. That's not how the Bible talks about regeneration. That's not how the Bible talks about a person who's saved. The Bible talks about a person who's saved being crucified in Christ. What once was is no longer. It's called the old man for a reason. Not because it's ancient or elderly, but because it once was and is no longer. You're a new creation in Christ. You've been born again. There's not what you once were, add Jesus. No. You don't add Jesus to your old character. You don't put religion on top. You don't try to just cover up things. That's not what Jesus does. He takes away the old and he gives you the new. He says, I will take out their heart of stone and I will give them a heart of flesh, a heart that can feel, a heart that is pliable, a heart that will respond to my love and my grace and my glory. We don't just put on clothing over the old character. Instead, we put on or we show what is new in us. He says, put on the armor of light. It's very interesting because if we're casting off the works of darkness, you would almost say, assume he should say, put on the works of light. But he doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't say that. Like, cast off the works of darkness, put on the works of light. That would make sense. Just get rid of the one thing and do the next thing. No, it's no longer about doing. It's no longer about doing. It's the armor. It's the armor of God. You know it, Ephesians chapter 6. It's the armor of light in Thessalonians 5. What is this armor? Why armor? Is armor uh, something that you have the strength in? No, it's showing that you are weak. Showing that you are needy, that you are dependent. So that you can't stand on your own. So in the works of darkness, that was all you. But in the light, you need God from top to bottom. You need God. So put on God. Put on the things that God tells you to put on. And here's the reason. It gives it in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 8. says, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet of hope, of salvation. He gives that reason, since we belong to the day. 
It's because we belong to the day. It's because we are exposed. It's because we are active in God's glory in restoring to Him the glory He's due in His image bearers. Since we belong to the day, then put on this thing. He gives a further reason in Ephesians 6 where he talks about the whole armor of God. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Listen to the reason he gives there. So that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand firm. So when here in Romans chapter 13, it talks about knowing the time and that the the night is far gone and the day is at hand. What is the darkness that we are in currently? It's this evil day. And so when he tells us to put on the whole armor of God so that we might be able to withstand the evil day, are we doing that? Do we have the tools that God has given us, the weapons that God has given us? Uh, Most commentators that I read say that here in Romans 13, the term shouldn't necessarily be translated armor of light. It should be translated weapon. Weapons of light. Weapons of light. They're things by which God uses them in us to fight off, not just defend from, but fight off the evil, the darkness, the works of the night. We're constantly in a battle. We are in a battle. We are fighting the good fight of faith. The question, though, that you must answer is before you sat down here this morning and we looked at this text together, Were you even aware of the darkness? Were you even aware of the darkness around you? And not just in the world, but in your own heart. Were you aware that that darkness is still there? Still chipping away? It's still actively against you? Oftentimes I feel like, even in my own Christian life, I just kind of float through. And I I know I'm not just float through, but I'm I'm focusing on God. I'm trying to... to, um, read my Bible and pray. I, I want to put myself in a place where God's mercy is just going to, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to know it. I'm, His grace is going to be in my life. And so I'm, I'm focused on those things, but I don't spend much time focusing on the present evil age and, and its impact on my heart and, and even my own sin nature and its impact on my heart. I don't consider my sin or my temptation enough. And I think because of that, man, it's like a snare. It gets so easily trapped. Do you think about the darkness? Do you think about the the war that's happening against you? If you are in Christ, you're at war. Did you think about that today? That you're waging war, you should be waging war, or are you asleep? Are you asleep? Just dreaming. Just in la-la land, thinking it's you and Jesus and all is good. Are you asleep? There are two types of sleeper we could think about. And both... Both types of sleeper are in a dangerous place. The first sleeper is an unbeliever. Someone who is dead to all the calling and all the mercy and all the love of God. They are asleep to it. They don't care about it. They might even do religious things. But they are disregarding God because they are asleep. They don't care what's happening. The second type of sleeper is a believer or a supposed believer, yet a blinded person, a deceived person, in some sort of trance about their present time. This person is neither hot nor cold. They just go through the days without a real notice of the spiritual realm. Do you notice the spiritual realm? Do you notice it? Are you even aware of the spiritual realm? 
Or is it just an afterthought or only when you come to a Bible passage which tells you to be aware of the spiritual realm? Are you asleep? They don't, some people don't feel much enjoyment or affection for Jesus or grief over sin or anguish for the lost because they're asleep. No joy of God. No grief of sin. They don't feel it because they're sleeping. When you sleep, you are like a baby. You are so dependent on God to give you every single breath. You're not actively doing anything special. You've shut down. So, Are you like that in your Christian walk? Have you shut down? Are you feeling the enjoyment of Jesus, affection for Jesus, grief over sin, anguish for the lost, or have you shut down? Are you sleeping right now? Perhaps the sleeper is just caught up in their own health, focused on that, or their own family, or the latest news, or whatever else is going to grab their attention. Just focus there so that they're actually asleep to the things that matter most. Wake up. Wake up. If you are a person or you know a person who's never trusted Jesus because, well, you don't want to give up X, Y, or Z, or not good enough, or you haven't done enough, you're too bad, or you don't know enough, or you're just waiting, wake up now. The grace of God is at hand. The grace of God is there towards the sleeper. He's not just going to kill you in your sleep. But tomorrow you might die. So he says, wake up. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Wake up. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent. Turn from yourself. Turn from all that you've been doing in your own self-righteousness. Stop looking to it. Stop looking to religion. Stop looking to a confession. Stop looking to X, Y, or Z. And look to Jesus. Wake up to the grace of God. He's loved you with a love that you did not deserve. Forgiven you with the grace that you did not work for. So look to him and wake up. Cast off the works of darkness that oppose that, that, that hate that, that spit in the face of the gospel. Cast them off and wake up. If you're a person who is in Christ, profess Christ, wake up too. Wake up. Let us be those who are aware of our times. Those who know that our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Those who truly believe this. That the night is far gone and the day is at hand. So then, we will be those who cast off the works of darkness. We won't put up with them in our lives anymore. We'll expose them. We'll be exposed for the sake of His glory. So then the light will come and shine and be glorified in us. Let us wake up to the grace of God who says again, my mercy is new every morning. Come and wake up and say, yes, God, I'm so thankful today. The moment you wake up, I'm glad I have another day to cast off these works of darkness and to put on the armor of light, to put on you, God, to put on everything that is about you that is going to bring you glory. The things that are going to remind me of your goodness and grace and your faithfulness. The things that are going to give me an anguish for the loss. The things that are going to help me grieve my sin. I'm going to put those on this moment because I'm awake. I'm not dead. I'm not sleeping. I don't want to be. Help us to wake up. We cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. If there is any sense in us when the grace of God is pressing on us that we, we can't and we won't be the same tomorrow. 
If there's any sense that this is true, that, to, that the day is at hand, we, we can't sleep. We can't just be content with any work of darkness, how little it is or how vast and large it is. No hint of jealousy. No hint of wrathful anger. No judgment. No self-centeredness. No lies. No stretching the truth. No immorality. No idolatry. Don't put things in front of God. None of it. Let's cast it all off because He has made us new. Let's cast it off by His grace, through His Spirit, and for His glory. Cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let's pray. God, you are an amazing God. A God who could in a moment annihilate us. Or in a moment could just pour out all the wrath that is deserving on us. All that we have worked for. All that we are owed because of the wages of our sin. God, you could pour it out in a moment. You would be right to do that. You are right to hate sin because it is a spit in your face. You are right to abhor our sinfulness because it is treason against you who made us, who sustains us, and who should be our Lord and should be the king of our lives. When we sin against you, we say no. So God, you would be right to judge those things in this very moment. We're thankful that you did judge them. We're thankful that if we were found in Christ, you judged them completely. That your wrath was poured out on our sin, on our works of darkness. It has been paid for. My sin. My fellow brother and sister's sin in this room. We put it on Christ. And it was paid for. Help us then to be people who are not content with darkness. Help us to be people who are aware of the darkness and aware of the works of darkness in our own hearts, as little and as deceiving as they may be. Let us expose them so that we may be people of the light who walk in the light because you are there in the light. God, we want to bring you glory as you deserve, so we need your help. We can't do this. It is not a work of light. Instead, it is an armor. It is you at work. It is your defense. It is your waging war in and through us. So let us then put that on so that you would receive glory and you would use us. Draw us near to yourself, we pray. In Christ's name, amen.